0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Two Men Minute a Pineapple podcast. My name is Cody. And I'm Michael. And we are two 30-year-old millennials living in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The purpose of this podcast is to identify, deconstruct, and discuss the life events facing millennials. Each podcast episode will focus on one to two topics and present them in the form of what I wish I knew. We will share our own experiences, as well as the tips, tricks, and secrets we've learned along the way which will hopefully encourage you to think, reflect, and discuss these topics amongst yourselves, your friends, and family. This podcast will be successful if it helps you to be able to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Two Men and a Pineapple podcast. In today's episode number three, we're discussing what I wish I knew about the love languages. Now for everyone that doesn't know what the love languages are, love languages are how we like to show our love and also how we like to receive love. And there's five different love languages. There is physical touch, there is words of affirmation, acts of service, gift giving, and quality time. So it's very important that you know how you like to give love and receive love, but also how your girlfriend or boyfriend likes to give and receive love. Because if the two of you don't know this, you could be showing your partner love in the way you like to show love, but that might not be how they like to receive love. And actually, they're not feeling loved at all. So Michael, how do you like to receive and show your love?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I haven't actually thought about it. I think for me, it'll be... Acts of service. You said, "What is acts of service?"
0: So when you say you like to receive love by way of an act of service, that means your wife would, let's say, you come home from work and she makes you a tea, right? Let's say you know you're having a really busy week and your laundry needs to be done, and your wife says, "You know what? I know Michael's in a bind this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna do his laundry
1: for him." Okay. So maybe that isn't the way I like to receive love. I think maybe then it would be, what would be like, um, like me and her just going out hiking or something like that. What is that called? So that's quality time. Okay. So yeah, I think qual. describe a quality time. I might change my (laughs) mind. Okay.
0: So quality time is when you and your partner spend dedicated time together and you focus on things like growing together, um, Talking about, you know, deep inner things, being vulnerable with one another, really, you know, letting work and all, all that outside information, not even enter your mind, but just being present with each other.
1: Yeah, so that's definitely how I'd like to receive it. I think how I give would be acts of service. Like I would prefer for my wife to do everything, for me to do everything for my wife so that when she walks in, everything is done. Uh, but I actually don't think that's the way she receives it for we've been married almost two years, and I still get in trouble for doing that so those things that I do are just things that I'm supposed to do so how do you how do you rectify something like that like i now you're telling me that like what how I receive and how i and I know how I give, but how would I change? Can I change the way I... Absolutely, you can change. Okay.
0: So you would say, Paula, what can I do to show you my love? Right? Or what is your love language? If she has done the love language quiz. If you want to do a love language quiz, just Google the five love languages. Really quick quiz. It takes like two to five minutes. And uh, it'll tell you exactly how you like to give and receive love. But you would ask Paula, what's your love language? You know, how, how do you feel loved? Mm-hmm. Right? And she will tell you. And then
1: you can just try and do more of those things. So what if it's so it would be against what how I would like to give? Is that is that a difference? Like, so if I like to do, you said acts of service, right? was one of them. Yes. So if I like to do acts of service for other people and now I have to switch to, um, I don't know, let's say. Quality time, what was it? Give me another one.
0: Okay, let's just say physical touch.
1: So let's say I have to switch to physical touch. Is that going to be a bind for me? Being like, I, now I can't actually love you that way? Like,
0: So no. So let's use acts of service and physical touch yeah. combined. So you love to do things for Paula. You like to make her life a little easier, right? So how about this? You know, you like to, let's just say, you like to have all the dishes done before she gets home. She comes home she sees you done the dishes it's just like whatever that's a chore right mm-hmm. why don't you walk up to her and give her a big hug and say i love you i missed you today okay there she gets that physical touch you did your acts of service so you're happy she's happy i mean even through a word of affirmation they're telling her you loved her and missed her
1: yeah right okay so then how do you find that out in someone quickly like i know we're talking about my marriage but and i guess i was lucky to figure out or we were lucky to figure out certain things but how do you figure that out when you're dating someone i ask them straight up
0: i ask them straight up
1: so what if they don't know about this book
0: that google quiz takes (laughs) two minutes because the thing is is when you tell people about quizzes like this the first thing they want to do is oh my god i want to do that
1: yeah that's a good point yeah yeah
0: and most people know about the love languages there's also a book you can buy and read on it Uh, most people know or, I mean, like I said, they're very happy to find out. And, yeah, I literally ask, and it's one of the first things that I want to know.
1: So, I okay, so we went over a little bit of physical touch, quality time, and... Access service. Access service. So just describe the other ones for everyone. I know that mm-hmm. we went over mine, and mm-hmm. then you can probably go over yours.
0: So the other two are gift-giving, right? So it doesn't mean you got to buy someone a car, oh, okay. right? It could be, <laughs> you know, you could give someone a handwritten letter. You could give someone... Could you give someone food? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I
1: think Paula would like food. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: absolutely. I'm sure she would. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can just give. You know, if you're out and you know they like nautical things, and you're out and you see an anchor, like a little you know toy anchor or something like that, and you just buy that, it could be a dollar, and you give it to that person. If their love language is gift giving, they're gonna be like, wow, that person thought of me. I had this little, you know, memento, and I know when I look at it, I feel so loved from this person right that's that's gift giving mm-hmm. and then the last one is words of affirmation and that's you know telling your partner that you love them affirming or reinforcing that your relationship is strong that you're happy in it those sorts of things
1: could your love languages switch
0: good question very good question i wonder if you took the quiz at like 18 and then you took it at 40 yeah. if it would switch yeah i guess sure
1: i so, guess Okay, so that's a great question. Adding on to that, could you be half of one and half of the other?
0: Absolutely. So
1: when you, I mean, like, so like receiving. So let's say, yeah, receiving, right? Yeah. So receiving. Let's say I'm half affirmation, half gift giving. Is that possible?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So to be clear, you can have more than one love language. Okay. Right. Like, let's just say you do the quiz, and you know you score. 40% 40% words of affirmation, 40% physical touch, and 20% um, gift giving. So I probably example. should have done that quiz. So yes, like, okay. yes. <laughs> and then your love language for how you show love can be completely different than how you like to receive it. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. Right. It's so key that you know these things because you know your partner needs to feel loved and you need to feel loved. Someone could feel like they're going to the ends of the earth to show their love for you and you could just not resonate with it right Mm -hmm. and like that's just terrible think if you never even talk about it or you never even say that I don't feel loved by you your partner would have no clue because that's just how they're used to showing love
1: would you want to find someone if you're looking to get into a relationship would you want to find someone that gives and receives the same way you give and receive to make it easier on you
0: that would be easier, but I wouldn't go out of my way to look for that. Okay. I wouldn't meet a great person and say, our love languages don't match up. It's not going to work out. Okay. Because, again, you and I have talked about this before. It's all about responsiveness to change. Yeah. So if someone is a gift giver and you really need physical touch, if you're open with that and you say, my love language is physical touch, I, I appreciate the, the gifts like that you get for me. But to feel the most love, I need some type of physical touch as well. And if that person responds and provides that to you, then you're going to be ecstatic about it. But if that person, you know, they could be trying, but they just don't do it, that's that's not going to work out.
1: So you would encourage everyone, even people that have been in a relationship, let's say 10 years, to go and do these things to make their relationship better?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not going to hurt, right? Let's say you do it and, like, your eyes are open. You're like, wow, I didn't realize how much... I loved being told that, you know, I'm beautiful or my partner misses me throughout the day, Mm -hmm. right? I didn't know how much words of affirmation mattered to me. And then your partner finds out that that as well, right? Like, wow, you know what? I was like, Michael, I like doing things for my wife. And why wouldn't she love me after all I do for her? Mm -hmm. But what matters to her the most are words. So you can totally switch that. Let's say you've been married 10 years. Let's say you switch that and then. That just like rekindles something between you guys or mm-hmm. makes it even better.
1: Good point, good point. Did we go over all of them?
0: <clears throat> it's
1: only five of them.
0: <laughs> Quality of time, physical touch, uh words of affirmation, gift giving. What was the last one?
1: Oh, acts of service. Yeah. Yeah, like we did. So another question. Could let's say my my parents give and receive I, I watch them all day every day and I see them doing acts of service for each other and they're great. And I do something different than what they do and they tell me hey you should be cleaning up your wife's clothes you should be washing the wall like you should be doing everything under the sun because that's what she wants because that's what I want what do you say to that
0: yeah so that's that's a really good point that you brought up Um, it's always easy to tell people one thing Like that's easy for your parents to just tell you what it should be or what it shouldn't be but you're the one in your relationship you're living it you know what your partner wants, so yeah, I, I wouldn't listen to anyone else about that. That's their own experience, and we know our parents can be thick head, thick headed sometimes. But uh, no, that's not something I would, I would focus on, right?
1: Yeah. Mhm.
0: And you know something about the love languages too, is talking about compatibility. So compatibility is not sameness. Right? Can
1: you define sameness for mm-hmm. me?
0: Yes. So defining sameness, sameness would mean you have a characteristic or a trait that is identical to your partner's, right? So compatibility does not mean that. So what I mean by that in terms of love languages is let's say you like to receive quality time. Sameness would mean they like to receive quality time. Okay. You can still not be compatible because if you show love a completely different way, right? Mm -hmm. So you like to receive quality time, but you show it through physical touch, well, that other person has that sameness in terms of they like quality time too, but you're not giving them quality time. You're giving them physical touch, mm-hmm. right? So that's not compatible.
1: Yeah. Interesting. So, and, and I guess the sameness and compatibility would go into, you know, multiple realms of a relationship as well. But I can see how that relates to, you know, the love languages now.
0: Absolutely. I think the the definition of compatible is, loving someone the way they need to be loved and them loving you back the way you need to be loved that's what compatibility is
1: so another question that i have how how do you understand how you receive love so like do you need to go and become like a guru and know yourself and mm-hmm. know how to enlighten yourself in order to know how you receive love like how how do you recognize that
0: okay why don't you just ask yourself i'm going to write down the the last one to three times i felt the happiest or most appreciated in my relationship and then depending what you write down read it out loud and see what love language that connects to right you're going to write down things such as i felt a million like a million bucks when my girl when my boyfriend brought me home flowers right i felt like a million bucks when my girlfriend told me that She doesn't want to spend, you know, the rest of her life with anyone else, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to write down, you know what, the highlight of my day is coming home and getting a big hug with my partner, right? You're going to read through these things and you're going to connect the dots and you're going to say, this is definitely how I need to be loved. And that's your answer.
1: I can see how this, like these love languages would actually like pull your partner out of having a bad day. Like if... If my wife had a bad day and I absolutely knew how she received love, I could eliminate that bad day immediately when I saw her, right? Because I can, I can you know, get past all that fog and really see clearly now that, okay, I don't, I've been doing it wrong. I've been doing all those other things that I thought were supposed to be correct, but it wasn't really. So I think this is super valuable in actually how your relationship can be, come even deeper, this is super, super good stuff.
0: It sounds like it saves you a ton of time. And like, think of what you just said, right? You're having a really bad day. How can you cheer her up? Let's say, you know, her love language is physical touch, mm-hmm. right? But let's say like you cook her dinner, you go, you buy her flowers, you do all these things. It's nice. It's appreciated. But is that really going to do as much as it could for her? Or what if you just went up and you hugged her? right? Mm -hmm. And you guys cuddled for a little bit on the couch. That's her love language. That would probably throw her over the moon. That would make her day going from, you know, zero to a hundred, as opposed to spending all the extra time and effort doing things, which is still thoughtful, but it's just not
1: the right love language. It's not the way that she would want to receive it. So this is, I mean, I have tons of questions here. Could you have all five love languages? Like, could I be almost equal in every category? either receiving or giving
0: Mm -hmm. so it'd be so low right that'd be 20 percent. yeah yeah right if it was equal across all five
1: do you think that's possible or do you think it it could ever become that way for somebody
0: Mm, i guess it's possible but i don't know i think there's probably one or two that just really resonate with you it probably has to do with you know how you're brought up and how you're raised and how you're shown love as a kid
1: so you think that that's definitely involved in your love languages
0: oh i definitely think so yeah, probably look at your relationship with your parents, or even the relationship between your parents, and that's probably has a lot to do with how you like to receive love,
1: mm-hmm. right? And then how how do you think you develop that giving?
0: How you develop the giving?
1: Like your how you give love. Where mm-hmm. do you think you you if they do you get that also from your parents?
0: Is it just your that's parents? that's really cool, right? Mm-hmm. It's like let's say you know growing up with your mom a lot um do you learn what makes your mom happy
1: yeah so let's we could dive into that So like i've come from a single family Mm -hmm. right so my mom only gave us one like i never saw how she would give love to my dad right my Mm -hmm. dad wasn't in the picture so how do i figure that out right how do i learn how to give Mm -hmm. what that's why i asked the could it be split down all Mm -hmm. the categories right did i just somehow watch my community or society or my my tribe of people around me and figure out okay this is what they're doing maybe i'll just copy that and is that really true to who i am hmm.
0: it's interesting it's like did you watch how your mom gave love so you give love the same way or is it you know she gave you love and then you tried all these five things without even knowing and then whichever one you know your mom responded best to that's just over time over, you know, that 18 years of living with her. Mm-hmm. You just learn to show your love that way. Interesting. But I think...
1: Hmm, what was I going to talk about?
0: You know, I think something that's cool... or You know, I think something we should touch on is someone who doesn't love themselves.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: Right? So, I think someone that is not happy with themselves, who is... You know, almost like a chronic complainer sees the world, you know, glass half empty. Um, You know, everything says things in like a down light. They clearly don't love themselves, right? They're insecure. They don't think highly of themselves. You know, I don't think it matters what their love language is, because I think no matter what you do for that person is never going to be enough.
1: So it's almost like they've turned off their receiving, or yeah, their receiver,
0: yeah, they don't know what it's like to be loved yeah, because they don't love themselves, yeah, and I think that's probably one of the hardest people
1: to be in a relationship with, so how do you think they would give it would they get would they also turn off the giving, or would they just keep going about how they do it normally i I don't know because that person, just because they don't love themselves
0: right, like there's a lot of insecurity there, and usually when you're insecure, you have a low value how you see yourself is very low, but how you see others is usually very high, right? Oh, they're better than me, mm-hmm. right? They're prettier than I am, et cetera, right? So I think you still show love. Like, I still think yeah. that would be there. I just think in terms of, you know, you can still have a love language, definitely, right? I'm not saying they don't have a love language, but you could even... So here's the thing with someone that doesn't love themselves. Let's say their love language is quality time. You could give them that quality time, but because they don't, they don't value themselves... Right? They don't even value their alone time that they have mm-hmm. learning about themselves. So you're giving them their love language. You're meeting them, but they don't appreciate it.
1: They they don't feel that love. Because the receiver is turned off. So how would you turn that... Well, I guess this, that would be like a therapy session. But how... If you could think of, how do you kickstart that system? How do you kickstart that system?
0: No, I don't think that's you. I think that's them. That's I think they have a lot of work to do on themselves and... They got to love themselves before they, they can even get in a relationship. Mm-hmm. They got to love themselves.
1: So I guess my next question is when you're starting to love yourself, mm-hmm. right? When you, do you have a choice to choose your love language? Cause you really didn't love your, love yourself, right? Can you then go, okay, I love, uh, what was it? Affirmations, mm-hmm. words of affirmation. So I'm just going to lean into that. Like I love doing that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to now receive it that way. Yeah, I don't think anything
0: changes in terms of the type. I just okay. think you're more receptive to it. Okay, like so I said, your love language can be quality time. And, you know, you didn't feel loved before because you didn't love yourself, mm-hmm. even though you're getting quality time. But now that you're more confident, you love yourself, you appreciate when someone shows you love via quality time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's more appreciated. Okay, so that. it's
1: just a, a receiver issue.
0: Yes, Okay.
1: I would say so. That's how, that's how I'm going to think about it. <laughs> that It's a receiver issue. Cody, let me ask you this. Is it worth your time, if someone doesn't want to do this quiz that you talked about, is it worth your time to go and try all of these love languages and see which one sticks with this person?
0: No, because someone that wants to be in a relationship, they should be more than willing to do that. It's their love that they're talking about. Right. saying that they don't want to do the quiz or even talk about it as saying, I don't even want to give you the chance to love me or make me happy, mm-hmm. which doesn't really make any sense. So, you know, talking about love languages, right? It's really about loving your partner the best way you can, but it's also fulfilling to them. Right. So I think when you do that, we should talk
1: about happiness. Right. So let me ask you this. How do you define happiness, personally?
0: Happiness is a state of being grateful for what you have, not worried about something currently, maybe no negative energy, and I think just living in the moment and having a joyous attitude.
1: Yeah, I I agree. How would you
0: define happiness?
1: Good question. I would say gratitude. That's like, if I could have one word, it'd be Mm -hmm. gratitude. So expressing gratitude for everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think there's no, I think, more attractive quality than gratitude. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like I know when you do something for someone, and I mean, you know, you're not expecting anything in return, right? When they say thank you or oh my God... Like, I appreciate you so much, Mm all right? I can't believe, you know, what you do for me. Things like that. You just want to help those people so much more, all right? Like, you're just, you're so attracted to that person. You just just love those things. And when someone is not grateful, well, the opposite of grateful would be entitled. Okay, yeah. Entitled. Oh, that is like the worst quality. Oh, God. So, let me ask you this. Let's say you're in a relationship and your partner's not grateful. What... How do you think that manifests?
1: Oh God. Do you
0: think that has a big impact on you negatively? Do you think that affects who you are? Hmm. What do you think an entitled person going out with an entitled person does to you?
1: I'd be crushed. I think if someone's not like I am, I wasn't, I wasn't entitled, but I wasn't grateful either. I learned that over time uh, and like humility over time. But if I was with someone that wasn't grateful, I think that would just pull, that would be a vortex, just a black hole someone that was entitled and, and wasn't humble about their, like, their surroundings and scenarios and, and life experiences, yeah, that would be a vortex. It would pull me down and take me right out of happiness for sure. Unfortunately, I'm one of those people that, you know, it's like uh, the moon around the earth, that gravi- the gravitational pull. Someone is negative, it seems like I just, v- or happy. It goes both ways, but I will be attracted to that and I will just like get sucked in. So I have to very have to be very mindful of that. So I don't know if I could ever be in a relationship like that. Oh, wow. Like, what about...
0: Okay, so you're in a relationship with somebody and they're not grateful. Okay. Do you think someone has to be in more than one relationship over time in order to appreciate the things that you do for them? Or do you think you can just be that person's first boyfriend or girlfriend and they would appreciate the things you do for them.
1: That is a very, very good question. That's deep. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on both ends of that spectrum. So I had three previous relationships and I wasn't grateful. The first one, I wasn't grateful for the second one. either. (laughs) Michael's a terrible person. Yeah. (laughs) But I understood, I guess I was lucky that I understood the issue and I had to fix it. And so I had to fix myself in that, in that respect. But I married someone that had one boyfriend, myself, me, and i think it worked that way i think that they be, they were already grateful humble you know down to earth uh that that type of personality and so me having already learned those experiences helped that relationship right i think you do need it, those experiences but if that's yeah, but but
0: you're saying Paula came into that and she was already grateful and she appreciates the things you do for her, but she hasn't had a prior boyfriend.
1: Exactly. So she learned it. She learned gratitude in, with her parents.
0: Mm. So she just recognized this is good acts.
1: Mm-hmm. And Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. but I don't think I could get into a third relationship because I think at that time, I mean like a, a, another failed relationship, we can call it, but I think at that time I was learning gratitude. I was learning to be more, uh, have more humility and so if I got into another one that kind of they didn't and it was my fault again or their fault, whatever, uh, it would have destroyed me for sure. It was the perfect timing for Paula to be on the same wavelength, if not a better wavelength uh, than myself. I don't even know if I answered your question. It just like trailed <laughs> off. but No, I think you did.
0: Yeah. I think you made the people happy. Leave a comment below if Michael made you happy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but We're talking about happiness. Okay, we got sidetracked. So you got your definition. I have mine. Um, Was this related to love languages? Well, with
0: happiness, do you think there's a certain level of happiness each of you needs to bring to a relationship?
1: Do you think one of you can
0: be really happy, and one of you can be miserable and make it work?
1: Okay, that's a good question too, and I'll ask you the same one afterwards because I'd like to get your perspective. But I'm. I think I'm like. I don't, okay, I don't believe in horoscopes, mm-hmm. but I think I'm a true Libra. I'm a very, um, I'm very balanced in my um, personality and my happiness, my sadness, my, like, I'm very balanced that way. Um, and I can tip, right? I can tip one way or tip the other way, right? But I think you do need to bring a little bit, of, like, a certain percentage. Like, mm-hmm. if I didn't bring, if I was at 50 50, I, I wouldn't want to date someone or even marry someone that was a 50% happiness, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that means there's a whole nother 50% that's something else and it better not be, you know, conceited or all these other things that we're just talking about. Right. So I think you got to be up in that percentage. Like I would be cool covering 20% of the other person. I'd be 80% and they could be 80% mm-hmm. and that 40% that we created I'm cool covering their 20% sometimes. Right? So what percentage of the time would you say you're happy? Like 75 to 95. There's a range. Oh my God. That's a huge range, man.
0: <laughs> I pick a number. Okay. What's this guy doing?
1: Okay. I'll average it at like 85. Like,
0: you're like a weatherman. Yeah, I know. It's going to be 10 to 30
1: <laughs> degrees. Yeah. I'd say
0: 85. 85. So that's, that's high. That's great. Now, would you say Paula is as happy or happier?
1: Okay. So I'm going to change mine after I, <laughs> I think of Paula. So I'd say hers is 85. Mine would probably be 75. Okay. I'm I'm probably 10% lower uh, than her for sure cuz she's always happy. Yeah. For
0: obviously a lot of people don't know who Paula is. Yeah. <laughs> but Paula's that person when she laughs, you just start laughing.
1: Yeah, she lights up the room. So, I would even say yeah. she's like 95%, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know like I don't want to base this yeah. off of <laughs> research I don't know, right? So, I'll drop it to 85.
0: Yeah. So, think so think of Michael as that 75. So, at 25% of the time when he's down, chances are Paula's going to be happy and pick him up Mm -hmm. right you know it feels so great when you're around someone that's happy all the time right i i used to take happiness for granted especially in relationships i just thought everybody was happy right and then what happens is you meet someone who is not a happy person Mm -hmm. and it could be things such as how was so here's a great question right this is how this is how you can even get to know somebody even asking them how was your day Mm-hmm. Even a simple question like that How somebody responds to that So to me No matter really what happens in my day It could be like the crappiest day in the world I will still find a positive And share my positive Because no one wants you to just listen to somebody complain Right There's, How was your day? My day went okay You know What happened at Tim's was somebody bought my coffee ahead of me Right? That might be the highlight of your day And the rest of it could be completely terrible but sharing something like that, that's fun to read. That's that's positive. Mm-hmm. That's You found a happiness in that situation, right? Contrast that with asking someone how their day went. And they go, Ah, eh, it's just another day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, work sucked. Yeah, Right? Like that's just, you hear that and you just go, well, what do I do with that?
1: Yeah. Right? So teasing a, a little bit from that, let me ask you a question. Do you think that could be like, Compartmentalized to one thing so could you have an un always be unhappy about work and i know like that's definitely not a quality i would like in someone Mm -hmm. but they're like you know what i don't want to burden you with how bad work was and there's very little positive here so every time you ask me that ask me how was my lunch with my friends at work today like could you do you see that how do you see that? How do what's your perspective oh, on that? There's
0: so much in that question. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so someone that says So someone that says that work sucks or like always complains about work or how crappy their day was. There's nothing you can do with that. Right? Mm-hmm. But someone that says why work was bad, right? I'm stressed because, you know, I'm interviewing for a promotion coming up. You know, work went bad today because Someone's shoplifted, right? And I had to deal with that. Or there was an angry customer. Those are things at least that you can deal with, right? And like help them get through that. But by just complaining and just saying work sucks, Mm -hmm. I hate my job, you can't do anything with that. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's fine to be unhappy with your job so long as you have another job or another goal or an aspiration and you're working towards that. Right? It's fine to say, I hate my job, it's terrible, but I'm not going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to school, I'm applying right now, or I'm interviewing for another job. Having a goal, having something that you're working towards, that's attractive. Mm-hmm. But by just complaining about your job and saying that you hate it and you don't make a ton of money, but you're not doing anything about it, that is unattractive. Mm-hmm. That is like low value, I want to say. like it's just, There's nothing good about that situation. Yeah.
1: So to to add to that, would you, as a partner, would you just ask them the good parts about their day?
0: Like no, instead
1: of like, how was your day? You yeah. say, tell me three things that were good about your day. Like you force the problem in yeah, your yeah. favor.
0: Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, if this is over texting, you could oh, always sure. video yeah. call each other or talk on the phone. Yeah. I
1: forgot yeah. about texting.
0: Yeah. 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 Texting is the worst. Yeah. What I wish I knew. <laughs> yeah right about you know love languages dating relationships what have you is you know texting is no way to have a relationship right texting is not a relationship it really isn't you could text with anybody yeah right in person is the way to go yeah even during these crazy times
1: yeah and it it really resonates with what we were talking about with love languages what love language uses a form of communication like texting to optimize itself None of them. Nothing. From from what you've said, I can't see a single one where I could text someone and it would be their love language.
0: Words of affirmation. You could say, I love you or like, you know, you're my world or something like that. Right.
1: But there's no value in those words. No, there's no tone. There's
0: no, uh, yeah, there's there's nothing. Yeah. Anybody could have wrote that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You could, everyone could send a heart emoji, you Mm -hmm. know, like that takes a second, but to hug someone takes a little bit more time.
0: You know, something I always hear is, you know, a guy never calls me, right? Or like, I'm going on with this guy, never calls me, right? Set a standard. Say, you know, this is not a relationship for me, texting. I expect you to call me every night after work. Mm-hmm. That is your standard. That is what you need in a relationship. Either that guy really likes you and he's going to be responsive to your need and he's going to call you or he's not. Yeah. And if he doesn't, you move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like like Michael what do you think about you know setting a standard and you know if someone didn't doesn't meet them what do you think about that should you am i right to just say move on or how how often do you stick with that and just try to play it out and say yeah. maybe one day they'll change
1: that's a tough question so i because i'm married these are uh these are tough and challenging questions
0: we're asking the married man the single man questions yeah
1: um i think my values and standards um luckily they aligned with my wife but they were they aren't they aren't the same for sure so i value uh fitness and exercise a lot higher on my priority list so i i have to give up a little bit i have to give up on that standard but i would when i say give up i i mean a percentage so if it's my first priority and it's a hundred percent and it's my value my standard all that I'm taking away 40%, and that 40% is being put into Paula's first priority or her first value or standard that I don't meet. So I'm putting in that effort in order to to compromise, essentially. Mm-hmm. I have to – and I'm not saying I compromise on my values. I don't. They're, they're there, and I take care of my own values. But how I see them fitting in our shared values, um, I definitely start – chipping away at my percentage in order to add it to other ones that i don't even have Mm. paula might respect let's say i'm making this up but volunteerism let's say that's her first priority and she's like you got to volunteer your time and help out your community and you have to do all of these things and i don't at all then i'm definitely going to make that percentage up by taking away from some of mine because maybe she says i don't need to do I don't need to exercise every day. I have a a job that makes me move all the time. I'll be healthy. So I compromise, right? Yeah, you don't need to be a fitness model. That's not what I'm asking. But in my head, that's what 100% to her looks like. Hmm. So I'm having to, yeah, it's just a compromise. But um, I would never, ever, 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 if she had a zero on one of mine, I would never fill that in for her. That's something that would be a make or break. I, don't even, I can't even give you an example, but um, I don't know. Do you have an example? Yeah, so interesting
0: story. This is very recent for me is anyone who knows me knows whenever I'm not at work, I'm usually driving somewhere, I usually going a load of road trips, going to northern Ontario, <laughs> Prince Edward County, Niagara-on-the-Lake. I'm, I'm always doing something. So every girlfriend I really ever had always drove. And I didn't even think driving was a value, right? I just thought it was just something everybody did. And then start dating someone who doesn't drive, and you realize, "Whoa, um, that's a value." <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, um, it was like a it was like a punch in the face. Um, and it was something that I worried about. And I never really brought it up. I never brought it up. And I thought, I said, you know what? That'll change one day. That'll change, right? And, you know, I tried to bring it up from time to time, you know. Gonna get your license or any, you know, intention to drive or, you know, if you drove, maybe we could go more places, things like that. And, uh, again, let's divert two different paths here, right? You could have someone that says, yep, I've... uh I got my license test on Tuesday. Yep, uh, I'm going to get it, and I'm going to get a used car next year, February. I got everything planned out. Okay, that's cool. You're working towards something. But on the other end of the spectrum, it could just be like, nope, I I don't plan on that. Someday I'll do it, right? That's not a goal. That's Mm -hmm. not a plan. Um, There's nothing behind that whatsoever. And then you get to a point where nothing changes, and um, that value that you didn't know you had it becomes a bigger and bigger deal. And then it gets too big, and then you can't ignore it. So that is a value that I have that is definitely a make or break now.
1: Interesting. So it actually sounded like you kind of said my percentages a little bit, because you're like, okay, if they're willing to go do it, and you see the action of them getting their license, you're willing to Well, I don't know if you're gonna push a percentage here or there, but you're willing to give them a little bit of a bonus. The fact that they're actionably going and getting something or Mm -hmm. working toward your value.
0: So this brings us to the end of today's podcast, episode three, what I wish I knew about the love languages. So we spent some time talking about those love languages, but we also branched out into gratitude, happiness, compromising on relationships. We talked about really a vast array of different things with a main focus on the love languages. Hopefully everybody got something out of this podcast episode. If there's something that you want us to focus on more in a future podcast episode, please leave it in the comment section. That's something that we will definitely consider because as you probably tell from listening to this, we're both pretty uh, passionate about dating, relationships, marriage, anything to do with love. (laughs) So um, thanks everybody for listening you guys in episode 4.
1: Thanks for tuning in.